Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Growing in Grace, the podcast at Growing in Grace. Dot .org growingandgrace.org I'm Joel Brzezinski the breeze man along with Mike Kapler the cap our weekly delves into the goodness and grace and love of God find the podcast lots of different places your favorite podcasting app and interestingly you know several years ago I started posting just the audio on YouTube I mean I put a picture to it and so you can post it as a video but it's really just the audio that you get and we get more comments there than anywhere else and just wanted to highlight a couple of recent comments cap and then we'll um get over to you as well but fideka she posts often there she comments often there and she's been with us for a long time and she says thanks to you guys for the resources you deploy to simplify the truth of the gospel i have followed you over the years and my understanding of the truth is being broadened You have taught me to carefully consider the context of scriptures, and that has helped me a great deal. Your discussions have led me to scrutinize claims, and I must say that has helped me to gain insight into the loving heart of my father, who was portrayed to me as a tyrant by religion. I I love that comment. I just love everything about that. And that's true. We're big on context. We're big on helping, you know, people to understand the difference between the covenants and and so much with context in the scriptures. And then um, just one more comment from Jackie. Hello. Thank you for all you do. Your program and book. So I'm talking about your book, The Clash Book, which we can talk about briefly, um, has truly been blessing me. Remember, if you help just one, well, there are many and I am one. God bless you and your families. So appreciate those kind words. Met, several other comments have come in recently, and but I just wanted to highlight those. And your Clash book, it's, it's a book that you wrote about how colors clash and you shouldn't wear certain things after Memorial <laughs> Day, right? Because <laughs> they'll clash. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what, wasn't that in the law, you know, that you couldn't wear certain colors together? Oh, yeah, no, I'm right. just joking, but... <laughs> I mean, there were certain materials you weren't supposed to combine together right. you know, under the Mosaic Law. Right, but, exactly. Yeah, so Clash of the Covenants, if you're a new listener, it's like having a podcast in the palm of your hand. It's an easy read, okay? It's not a short book. Uh, I'm not saying it's it's thick, but it, it's not a short book. But it's it's so easy to read, and it, and it lays out a map to follow as you read on what the Old Covenant was and what it wasn't and what the new covenant is and what it was not and and it, and it helps separate some things within the bible that many churches just haven't done and so i i still hear from people joel in fact I, and i hadn't done this for a while i, I just want to mention it because i think there's something powerful about it and i, I went and looked and I, and I saw where we're selling as many books per month now as we were when it came out well wow. you know four and a half years ago, if that's how long it's been now. And and I just find that interesting because, and here's the power of that. It's word of mouth. No advertising. (laughs) Keeping the snowball rolling (laughs) here, right? And we didn't write this to sell books. I I don't even know how many we've sold. I haven't looked it up. I do know we've probably come close to giving away as many as we've sold, Mm. just because that, (laughs) that was the heart of what we were doing here. And 
And I have no problem, by the way, with people who, who write books to make money, whether they're in the ministry or not. I, I just don't need to do that. I just have other ways to be compensated with where I work and so forth. So I find it powerful, Joel, because we, we really didn't spend a dime that I can think of, a dime on advertising the book. It took a little money to get it put together and out there, but but we never spent any money advertising it. And I sometimes wish that's something we would have done. You know, we didn't get a publicist or any of that. If another book were to come out, maybe we would. But I just find that interesting because word of mouth, it worked pretty well for Jesus, right? The whole word of mouth thing. So people read it and then they tell somebody else about it. But I think the other thing, uh, the other component to this is not only do they read it and fall in love with the message uh, that's in Clash of the Covenants, but then they start buying um, five or ten books themselves to give away. So there's just something special about all of that, wanting to just you know buy up a hundred dollars worth of books and and give them out to people. There's there's just something there's just something so new covenant about it, Joel. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. But yeah, so Clash of the Covenants: Escaping Religious Bondage Through the Grace Guarantee. You can find that on Amazon, and you can get a, a paperback version. Like you say, you can hold that in the palm of your hands, or you can get the, the Kindle version as well. You don't have to have a Kindle itself, but any reader that will read a, a Kindle book from Amazon, you, you know, so you know your Android device, your Apple device, you know, lots of devices where you can read that on. Um, it is really a good resource that you, uh, definitely worth spreading around. So, um, yeah, we're thankful for the Growing in Grace family that's out there. And we probably should get on with what we're talking about here. I could talk about. Let, let, let me just uh, ask this, Joel. What, what what is the best way? I know you you got some comments through YouTube. What what's the other way? What's the best way for somebody if they wanted to uh, drop us a line and share their story with us, or just let us know that they are out there? Well, if you want to write something longer, I mean, some people have written us, you know, longer things, just giving us their background, telling their story. You can email us and at, at growingandgrace.org. There's a link. It's graceroots at gmail.com. You can find the link that, that shows that there at growingandgrace.org. You can comment on at growingandgrace.org. I think there are several different ways that you can comment there. And like I said, on, on YouTube, I think all you have to have is a Google account and you can comment on, on YouTube, on, on the YouTube posts. But yeah, the email might be the easiest for some. And then you're not posting publicly if you do that. You know, you know, we may sometimes from time to time share snippets of what people have written us and we can use your name or not if you don't want us to. So yeah, lots of different ways, but email might be the best. Graceroots at gmail.com. Yeah, so we've been talking about things you don't, here in church, things you seldom hear in church. And there's a, there are a lot of things. And, and we're talking about the grace of God, life in Christ. We've been talking about the law. Last week we talked about how it's not the law of Moses, you know, the Ten Commandments or any of the other 603 commandments that are written on our hearts. So you can go back and listen to that one. But Paul says in Romans 8, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death was the law of Moses. In the previous chapter, in chapter 7 of Romans, Paul says that they had to die to the law in order to be married to Christ, in order to be joined to Christ and to bear fruit to God. So it's being dead to the law that they're joined to Christ and bear fruit to God. And it's this spirit of life in Christ Jesus that has set us free from the law of sin and death. 
So some people will say that, the, well, the Spirit then enables us to keep the law. You know, I, I hear that a lot. But that really goes against everything that Paul has just said, you know, about having to be dead to the law and, and be joined to Christ and bear fruit to God by being dead to the law. Um, Paul says that, as we read on in Romans 8, if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, which he does, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. See, this whole thing, this whole life in Christ is not about law. It's not about commandments. It's not about rules. It's not about following a written code or a moral code, a code of ethics. It's it's nothing about that. It's about you know having been dead to the commandments, to the rules, to law, and being alive in Christ uh, through this Spirit, the Spirit of God who dwells in us. And so we kind of wanted to talk about, you know, e- even before the law, Abraham. Abraham lived by faith. And another biblical character that we hear about sometimes, Rahab. Rahab the harlot. She is included in Hebrews 11, where it talks about those people who did things by faith. But in Abraham's example, it was 430 years before the law. And in Rahab's example, it was during the time of the law, but she was a Gentile who had never heard the law. She had only heard what God had done, and she believed. So, I don't know. With that, let's talk about that a little bit, Kat. Well, think about that for a minute. I mean, first of all, Rahab the harlot, or Rahab the prostitute, depending on your translation, uh, in the Bible, um, she's being identified by something she does, right? Uh, I mean, when you stop and think about it, she's she's being identified. I mean, wouldn't that be a bummer? Hmm, you know, yeah. I mean, I mean <laughs> <laughs> I, there's there's some things I've done that I wouldn't want to be identified by, um, <clears throat> uh, and so she's identified that way. I, I think in the Book of Hebrews and also in the Book of James, uh, looking back at Rahab, they referred to her as that but not not just Rahab yeah uh, even in even even after the new covenant was established we had these people writing these um, these witness accounts uh, related to the gospel and Jesus and his resurrection and and, and they're calling her Rahab the harlot <laughs> <laughs> you know all these years later and, and so there, there's uh, an interesting story that uh, Joel was talking to me about and you can find much of this in, in Joshua chapter 2, but she's she's telling these Israelites, because she's not one, right? She's a Gentile. She's not under the law, number one, and she says, you know, wow, we, we've heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were on the other side of the Jordan, and, and you know, utterly destroyed, um, and as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted, uh, neither did there remain any more courage in anyone because of you, for the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. Uh, and so she expresses belief in the God of Israel. Uh, now, she would proceed to help these agents of Israel, um, you know, and and not give them up, so to speak. But the, the point here that I think we want to try to make, even, even in Rahab's case, is that she believed 
And that's what brought her justification. It's not based upon what she did. And even though we were talking about how she was identified as a prostitute, it wasn't because of what she did uh, that brought her any kind of justification. It was because of her belief in God that brought her that. Right. Yeah. The, it was it was um, something that she did where she hid the spies that that brought out brought out the ability for us to see that she believed. But what if I just think about this? What if these spies had never come to her house and she had never hid them? She still believed that, and that's what justified her. It, you know, um, it was the episode that happened where the spies came to her house and she hid them on her roof where we could see, okay, yeah, I, we understand that, that she believes. And she was able to give an explanation of, of why she believes. But that didn't need to happen. She didn't need to have that work, so to speak, happen in order for her to be justified because she already believed that thing just happened to happen. And that's good. It was a good thing that happened. But the point is that apart from the law, she was justified. Same with Abraham. Genesis 15, 6, Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness before he had ever done anything. And, and in spite of his um, some, some works that he had done that weren't so great. So uh, we'll probably talk more about this. We spent a little more time at the beginning of this podcast talking about other things. So we'll spend some more time in the weeks to come talking about some of this stuff right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.